Great. I'm gonna record this without headphones and see what happens. It might. Ah. This might literally be my shittiest episode to date. Or your best episode. Or my best episode to date. I'm literally talking about. I'm gonna be talking about space travel and then Harry Styles wearing a dress. So I really cover such a a wide range, a one-stop shop, if you will, for all relevant modern day news a modern day news channel 100 percent bs <laughs> all right folks we're back i started recording i'm just gonna warn you now this is probably going to be the most hectic energy podcast episode of 100 percent bs you'll ever experience not ever who knows things could get crazier but we're just gonna roll with it i'm not wearing headphones i said fuck it it's 9 p.m i'm recording a goddamn podcast on a work night like a psychopath but today's Topic is going to be exhilarating. We're covering the widest breadth range of topics any human being could ever cover in 20 minutes. It's going to be why we should be going to space and Harry Styles wearing a dress. So you came here clearly for um, very exact scientific knowledge, which I will provide to you as a scientist, um, both you know, expert in social sciences and sciences that deal with numbers and shapes because that's the main kind of science they use to get to space. So that's what I'm going to tell you about. So anyway, let's hop right in. Again, there's no headphones. My roommates are out and about in the apartment. Just deal with it. We're, this is an innovative podcast. We like to get crazy, okay? So if it's the worst episode, let me know and I'll stick to more serious political discussions next time but for this one you can just be along for the ride what's up everybody welcome to the show i'm bell solonat and you're listening to 100 bs space travel so as you can see i zoomed out the frame of this episode to show my boy elon right behind me smoking a j on the joe rogan podcast iconic moment so he's looking over my shoulder while I talk about space. I thought it was fitting. So anyways, Elon, my boy, gets so much shit for being a billionaire. It's a really tough group to be in, honestly. People are so tough on you for working your ass off, building really cool cars and rocket ships that will ultimately serve to improve life for all mankind in the long run and will probably help solve climate issues and create more sustainable energy. But anyways, fuck Elon Musk. He's such a piece of shit. What a selfish man. Anyways, for real though, human space travel is seriously so important. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to outline why for the USA, America, land of the free, uh, we should be going to space. Top three reasons why we should be putting our resources towards space exploration and creating a partnership between the government and companies like SpaceX or even Virgin Orbit. It's like a dirty word to say Virgin Orbit in this household, but you know what I mean. First reason. We should be conduct. <laughs> I'm already being laughed at. This is how well it's going. <laughs> Woo! Okay, top number one reason. I can't, I don't know, I don't know how anybody takes me seriously. I don't even take myself seriously. Okay, it's fine. Number one reason. We should be conducting research and making discoveries to help us advance our measly earth technologies and improve quality of life for billions, millions or potentially billions of people. And why does technology improvement matter you ask here are a few examples take the cell phone 
access to the internet, new ways of communication, education, access to literally all the information on the planet, new ways to make money. Everyone can have an OnlyFans account. This all came from the cell phone, pretty much, and the internet. So we love technology and it's really good for basically everyone, you know, that can afford it, which most people have phones these days for the most part. So that's a good thing. And then think about cars. For example, cars allowed us to expand cities, to build more industries, get jobs outside of your hometown. Then you've got self-driving electric cars. They allow people to live further away from their cities that they, from, from the city that they work in and to be able, Jesus Christ, be more connected to nature and then commute to the city. Oh my God. I really chose the wrong episode to do space travel. It's fine. The second reason is because the U.S. as a powerful country needs to maintain as a strong and powerful country that is capable of space travel and at the same time to build and foster relationships with other countries because it would be nice if we were friends with some other countries that have a lot of, you know, nuclear power and could obliterate us. Maybe we can be friends through space. That's a nice idea. And this is really important because it's not just about colonizing Mars, you know. It's not like taking over places back in the 1400s or whatever year it was where that dickwad Columbus invited himself onto the Americas and then proceeded to murder everyone in his sight. Honestly, awful plan. I don't know who his strategist was. Rude. Really not cool. But anyways... It's about expanding our reach as a civilization and to continue developing technologies. You know, I don't, so far we don't know about life on Mars. I'd like to think if we started exploring the inner depths of Mars and ran into some other beings, we would be friends with them. That's at least what I think Elon Musk would do. He would communicate with them and, you know, we could all go to church together or something. But so on Sunday, SpaceX launched, there were three American astronauts sent into space along with a japanese astronaut we love that for some teamwork so again it's not just fancy expensive rockets and wealthy people that get to go to mars although at first yes you either have to be an astronaut or wealthy to get to mars we're working towards being a space-faring civilization and that in the end will improve things for for everybody and in general We're working with other countries and creating great relationships with others that I think will be beneficial as a nation. Hashtag teamwork. This is the number one thing of success in life and companies. Teamwork makes the dream work. Third reason is it is in the human spirit to explore and push beyond our boundaries and to work with each other to achieve common goals for humankind. NASA said it beautifully, which really I should just link a video of NASA, the actual goddamn space experts instead of me. Anyway, here's what NASA says of why we should explore. And it's actually quite beautiful. So humanity's interest in the heavens has been universal and enduring. Humans are driven to explore the unknown, discover new worlds, push the boundaries of our scientific and technical limits, and then push further the intangible desire to explore and challenge the boundaries of what we know and where we have been has provided benefits to our society for centuries. Human exploration helps to address fundamental questions about our place in the universe and the history of our solar system. Through addressing the challenges related to human space exploration, we expand technology, create new industries, and help to foster a peaceful connection with other nations. 
Curiosity and exploration are vital to the human spirit, and accepting the challenge of going deeper into space will invite the citizens of the world today and the generations of tomorrow to join NASA on this exciting journey. That's it. That's the whole thing, man. It's just lit, and we should all be excited for it. Mainly the reason why I brought up space exploration and just rambled on about all these random things is because I have seen some resistance to the idea of focusing on space exploration, going to Mars, going to the moon. Um, And most of the time when I see people not on board with this idea of space exploration and supporting companies like SpaceX or Virgin Orbit or the like, it tends to be on social media where people express these ideas, which again, it's social media, so it's hard to know if this is a true sentiment. But in general, I think... If people think a little deeper on this subject, most people will see that it is actually beneficial to go to space and to encourage uh, putting funding and resources into space exploration. Uh, But basically, arguments against it tend to fall along the lines of uh, we need to solve racial inequality. We shouldn't be abandoning Earth. The Earth still needs help. We have climate change and climate issues that we need to that we need to face and that we need to solve. Why do we care about going to Mars? And things like you know, space travel will only benefit the rich or will only be accessible to the rich. Uh, I think these are understandable concerns, uh, but I think it's a little bit of a naive understanding of what space travel, space exploration, space discovery really means. And oftentimes this kind of exposes that, especially when the topic can be tied to um, political issues, people tend to look only at the extremes and forget that almost everything involves some nuance or is just complex. And one idea, one motivation can actually live with another and one idea does not negate the other so just because we're trying to go uh to the moon go to mars and get um people into space and it kind of increase our presence there and become a space-faring civilization doesn't mean that we are abandoning hope on earth it doesn't mean that we're not that it's not important to solve the issues that we still need to fix. Um, And so I think just because, you know, we're pouring resources into space exploration doesn't mean that all the other things are going to be negated. Uh, And I think, again, that kind of tends to be what happens when these conversations take place on social media is people just look at the extremes and things turn black and white. And we forget that there's a lot of layers to it. And it's not like, you know, if a certain presidential administration wants to support a space program that that means that they're suddenly going to not give a shit about humans you know i don't know fact check me on that but i'm pretty sure that that would is an extreme approach to that idea so anyways i think funding and creating more programs for space discovery can actually help the climate issue and possibly help us create sustainable technologies technologies for earth because in the end it's really about improving our experience as humans and advancing humankind. So I think it's helpful to shift our perspective a bit um, of space travel and not view it as this literal abandonment of Earth because, you know, we're working towards building an interplanetary society where life on Earth and other planets will help move humankind forward. And that is a beautiful thing, in my humble opinion. Uh, And I believe that the addition of scientific advancements, which in general are a good thing for society to strive for, is also an exciting and inspiring pursuit to be able to experience. With everything going on in the world, especially in these times of difficulty, there's endless negativity, endless 
awful things in the news all the time. And I think it's an important morale booster for a nation to be exploring the stars and for the youth to see astronauts of all countries coming together uh, to explore space. I think it's a really great thing. And I think we want people to feel like this is a time of opportunity and a place of opportunity and that there's a huge potential for greatness. And no matter where you are, no matter who you are, where you come from, you can be part of this bright future where we are space-faring civilization. I think that's a really great thing to encourage. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm obviously speaking in a very possibly flowery, exciting way. And it seems like this is a privileged standpoint, but you know, so be it. I think this is a great thing to be excited about. And it's important to have hope and push for scientific achievement. I think it's great. And also, I didn't even mention the most substantial benefit of space travel is obviously aliens. Like, hello, I'm sure there's aliens out there that could probably solve all of our problems in like two seconds just by having a quick brunch. You know, hey, have you guys tried out this cool alternative rock that we have that solves every problem that you dweebs have on earth for real that could be a legitimate conversation you never know so anyways uh if you are actually interested in space things and you want to listen to someone who has legitimate knowledge on it talk about it uh there's a great documentary on netflix called unacknowledged where they expose a bunch of really interesting alien things that apparently the government has been hiding from us good stuff to know and now i will swiftly transition over to harry styles wearing a dress (laughs) this podcast covers everything i'm telling you your one-stop shop for education today 2020 this is all you need no other news sources this is the most trustworthy one we cover it all ladies and gents so Oh boy, people were really wilding over Harry Styles and address. Namely, Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro, who are basically your flagship right-wingers in the U.S., were not big fans of this. And they were connecting it to making a point about toxic masculinity and that they believe it's not a real thing. And Candace expressed that she wants to, quote, bring manly men back. Basically, it seems that Candace and Ben are using what Harry Styles is wearing to determine who he is as a person and whether he is masculine or not. That's kind of the watered down version. Uh, And there's obviously many, many takes on this. But what's actually quite interesting, one layer of this is that historically, and I mean like in ye olden times, men actually wore dresses and skirts quite often, specifically kings and leaders. So like the men of the time were wearing clothing that were not traditional men's clothing, at least in the US, of what we regard as traditional men's clothing today. So to be honest, I think the mistake of their take on it or how they are uh, digesting the image of hairstyles in a dress is that they are focusing on the garb of the individual rather than the character. So Ben Shapiro actually provided a counter argument to the idea that, uh, you know, you can't compare old Irish or Scottish clothing where they wore kilts uh, because men and women, you can't compare what, for example, another society like Ireland or Scotland, wherever the hell they wear kilts. Uh, to what people wear in America, uh, and that his point is that in all societies, men and women have worn different clothing. That's kind of his kind of argument is that men and women have always worn different clothing, and like that's 
something that's been going on forever. But honestly, I just, I don't really think that changes much in that he's just focusing, both him and Candace Owens and their take are focusing on men's clothing as a defining factor for whether they are masculine or not. And if anything, his counter argument kind of just for me, weakens the point almost because you could suggest that men have basically worn all kinds of clothing over the course of history. And so that in itself kind of suggests that like it doesn't really matter what they wear. Like it's more about their character and what they did. So anyways, my point is I think it's kind of what's the word it's it's just like silly i guess to just focus on only the clothing and when it comes to harry styles i mean he's definitely revered for breaking gender norms and many women honestly including me are shocked because even in a dress he's somehow still incredibly attractive i mean it's 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 kind of wild he really did that but anyways in my eyes i think in general, I think you should let people do whatever they please. And if it means wearing a freaking dress on the cover of Vogue, like send it. I'm not going to stop you. And on top of that, Harry Styles has influence over a lot of people and he's not really demanding that people wear a dress. That is a whole different story where if you look at changing uh, gender norms and culture and the effects that that might have on men and women. That's a whole different conversation. But generally, I think really what I think Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens are getting at is the deeper ideological disagreement that they have with men taking on more feminine characteristics. And I think they hold the belief that by encouraging this behavior, it will be detrimental to society. Now, I think you could probably take an interesting scientific approach to gender and sexuality studies, or even look at the history uh, of men and women in the past and craft an argument that supports the idea that masculine men are necessary for civilization survival. I think that's certainly possible. And I think that is mainly what Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens are getting at is that their take is that successful societies need strong men. Of course, that falls into the typical I guess stereotype of what men and women are and lots of there's it's a whole argument built into that and that's not I'm not really an expert on that so I think it would be interesting to get an expert or even like two experts who actually disagree on it and have them talk about it and what the effect of changing gender norms what that does for society I think that's definitely an interesting conversation to have um, but basically to disagree with Ben and Candace, I think we aren't quite at the point where there's a significant enough portion of men that are like too weak or not masculine that's going to cause our downfall. Um, that's just based on my own experience. Um, but generally, my take is that if Harry Styles wants to wear a dress and still somehow look really attractive, I don't really know how that happens, but you should just send it. I'm not going to stop you again. Like I'm all for personal freedoms and just do whatever, whatever you want as long as you're not demanding that other people do it too course it's a fine line and it's a little bit more complicated but I think it's also worth bringing up in this conversation that maybe there could be a potential damage to society and I don't know enough about it but I think that what Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens are talking about is that they believe that by defying gender norms and encouraging men to be unmasculine or almost like shaming men who are really masculine and labeling it as toxic masculinity, masculinity that this will uh, make society weaker given success, given historically 
uh, successful societies need strong men. And maybe this is outdated, maybe not, given we still, you know, have wars and that kind of thing. Um, but I think they're arguing more for the idea that cultural changes in society as they pertain to gender and gender roles may be detrimental in the long run. And that's, you know, kind of a hot take, but there's probably decent arguments for that. And I actually think it's important to talk about this kind of thing. And while people like Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, people who very much are extreme right wing, uh, I think sometimes what they say can come off as hateful or negative. I don't think there's anything wrong with having the conversation and questioning these cultural shifts that we are seeing happen. Uh, You have people like Jordan Peterson, who is a clinical psychologist, and he speaks a lot about the differences of men and women uh, from a biological standpoint and how those differences manifest in terms of behavior and societal norms. Um, and I personally, I actually really like Jordan Peterson. I think he makes some really strong points and has a lot of great evidence to back up what he's saying. Um, and on the flip side, there's plenty of other gender and sexuality experts who would argue against him and say that he's wrong for X, Y, Z. Uh, he's wrong for a certain reason and that what he's saying is hurtful. But the point is, I want to express that we should be having these conversations. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, what do you think it means for society or culture that Harry Styles wore a dress for Vogue? What do you think of uh, when men, male artists wear female clothing? What do you think are the positive and negative effects of breaking gender norms? Like, I think these are perfectly acceptable conversations to have. And it's kind of become really difficult to have the conversations because people will very quickly label you as sexist or transphobic or what whatever other label that they have um, to discourage these conversations. But I think they are actually important. And as long as we are doing a good job of understanding both sides, I think it's worth talking about it and saying like, okay, maybe there's a lot of good to come from Harry Styles wearing a dress and making people really comfortable to express themselves in terms of clothing. Maybe that's a good thing. Okay. But maybe we should also think about what does that do for young men? Is it possible that that will cause different behaviors? I don't know. Like, I think that's okay to ask these questions and we should be asking the questions. But in the end, back to the clothing part, I think clothing is really only one small part of what defines being a man or a woman. Um, And there are many other factors involved of what defines a human being and whether or not they're masculine or feminine um, and, you know, what impact that that has on society. Uh, The other thing I would really like to quickly point out is that Harry Styles is actually not the first man and he certainly won't be the last to break gender norms. And I have this quick thread I found on Instagram that just gives credit where credit is due to some other fabulous male artists that have um, challenged gender norms in their fashion. So, namely, Prince, pretty iconic, Lenny Kravitz, Jaden Smith, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jay, Miss J. Alexander, Andre Leon Talley, sorry if I that one up, Billy Porter, We've got honorable mention is B. Scott, who is a gay and gender non-conforming with he, him pronouns. Love that. Send it. ASAP Rocky, Kid Cudi, Lil Uzi, and Lil Nas X. So thought it'd be good to just address everyone's really focusing on Harry Styles for breaking gender norms and doing this fabulous thing of expressing himself in whatever fucking clothing he wants to. People have also been doing this for a long time and also people of color. I think that's worth giving credit. Anyways, the point is, 
the clothing you wear doesn't really have that much to do with who you are in terms of gender. Yes, it's a very important part of self-expression and many people take a lot of pride in what they wear and do it as, and find it as uh, one of their primary forms of identity, which is great if that's your thing. But generally speaking, I think the more important thing, uh, the more important thing to perceive others on is their character, their actions, their values, their morals, and more of the intangible pieces that make up human beings and who we are. So that's my quick commentary on Harry Styles wearing a dress. And I think uh, my main takeaway, honestly, is that I think we should encourage and not uh, label people so quickly as you know, being a bad person for questioning uh, when gender norms are changing. And I think there could be a lot of good that comes from it. I think it wouldn't be so crazy to say that there could also be some potential drawbacks. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking those questions. And um, again, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, I think in my sense can come off a little bit angry and negative and there's maybe feels like there's a bit of hate in their voice um but you know that's that's also kind of like their thing they're very very opinionated which they're perfectly entitled to be um but again i think it it's like a good jumping off point to say okay what are they saying why do i disagree with it um what what do we think about changes we are seeing in society because of um the feminist movement and 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 anything else relating to gender and sexuality and societal norms. I think it's important to talk about those and to not um, shut people down for questioning it in a nice way. You know, I think it's important to maintain a level of understanding and try not to have the conversations in a way that suggests that you're being judgmental because then it's harder to have the conversation. So yep, that's my take. All right, wrapping this up. So yeah, we just did this whole thing without headphones and maybe it was shitty, maybe it wasn't, who knows. Um, we just freaking sent it because that's what we do here on, on 100% BS. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if it was too hectic for you. Let me know if you loved it or just don't say anything. That's fine either way. I'm going to keep doing it no matter what you say. <laughs> okay, anyways, I'm going to calm down now. Um, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Seriously, cannot express my gratitude enough for all of you who listen and watch and like and comment and are just so engaged and so kind. Um, I'm really, really just so thankful for all you people. And I'm just loving seeing this podcast grow and more people engaging. It's freaking lit. So let's keep it up. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please get a five star review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends. This podcast is brought to you by no one because no one has sponsored me yet. So let's build this fucking thing up so I can get some cool sponsors. Yeah, I think I should really wear headphones because for some reason when I don't, I go off the rails. Okay, that's it. Um, hope you have a great week. Hope you're staying safe out there in this wild land that we're living in. Um, eat your veggies. Take some apple cider vinegar shots. Just keep it together, people. It's going to be fine. Okay, that's it. See you later.